0: Even though life is getting objectively better by nearly every conceivable standard, more people feel hopeless, depressed and alone. There's an emptiness gnawing away at people, and you don't have to be clinically depressed to feel it. Sooner or later, I think we all wonder, is this all there is?
1: Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs, and today we have a new featured speaker making her debut on the show to talk all about happiness and the power of living a meaningful life. And this is a topic that we touched on, I want to say episode two with Johan Hari, which I highly recommend you check out if you haven't. But in that episode, he spoke about how we currently place more emphasis on things like materialism and things like narcissism, and less value on things like connection and and purpose, which is exactly what our future speaker is here to talk all about today. So without further ado, here is Emily S. Fahani-Smith. Enjoy.
0: I used to think the whole purpose of life was pursuing happiness. Everyone said the path to happiness was success so I searched for that ideal job, that perfect boyfriend, that beautiful apartment. But instead of ever feeling fulfilled, I felt anxious and adrift. And I wasn't alone. My friends, they struggled with this, too. Eventually, I decided to go to graduate school for positive psychology to learn what truly makes people happy. But what I discovered there changed my life. The data showed that chasing happiness can make people unhappy. And what really struck me was this. The suicide rate has been rising around the world, and it recently reached a 30-year high in America. Even though life is getting objectively better by nearly every conceivable standard, more people feel hopeless, depressed and alone. There's an emptiness gnawing away at people, and you don't have to be clinically depressed to feel it. Sooner or later, I think we all wonder, is this all there is? And according to the research, what predicts this despair is not a lack of happiness. It's a lack of something else, a lack of having meaning in life. But that raised some questions for me, Is there more to life than being happy? And what's the difference between being happy and having meaning in life? Many psychologists define happiness as a state of comfort and ease, feeling good in the moment. Meaning, though, is deeper. The renowned psychologist Martin Seligman says, meaning comes from belonging to and serving something beyond yourself and from developing the best within you. Our culture is obsessed with happiness, but I came to see that seeking meaning is the more fulfilling path. And the study showed that people who have meaning in life, they're more resilient, they do better in school and at work, and they even live longer. So this all made me wonder, how can we each live more meaningfully? To find out, I spent five years interviewing hundreds of people and reading through thousands of pages of psychology, neuroscience and philosophy. Bringing it all together, I found that there are what I call four pillars of a meaningful life, and we can each create lives of meaning by building some or all of these pillars in our lives. The first pillar is belonging. Belonging comes from being in relationships where you're valued for who you are intrinsically and where you value others as well. But some groups and relationships deliver a cheap form of belonging. You're valued for what you believe, for who you hate, not for who you are. True belonging springs from love. It lives in moments among individuals, and it's a choice you can choose to cultivate belonging with others. Here's an example. Each morning, my friend Jonathan buys a newspaper from the same street vendor in New York. They don't just conduct a transaction, though, they take a moment to slow down, talk and treat each other like humans. But one time, Jonathan didn't have the right change, and the vendor said, don't worry about it. But Jonathan insisted on paying, so he went to the store and bought something he didn't need to make change. But when he gave the money to the vendor, the vendor drew back. He was hurt. He was trying to do something kind, but Jonathan had rejected him. I think we all reject people in small ways like this without realizing it. I do. I'll walk by someone I know and barely acknowledge them. I'll check my phone when someone's talking to me. These acts devalue others. They make them feel invisible and unworthy. But when you lead with love, you create a bond that lifts each of you up. For many people, belonging is the most essential source of meaning, those bonds to family and friends. For others, the key to meaning is the second pillar, purpose. Now, finding your purpose is not the same thing as finding that job that makes you happy. Purpose is less about what you want than about what you give. A hospital custodian told me her purpose is healing sick people. Many parents tell me, my purpose is raising my children. The key to purpose is using your strengths to serve others. Of course, for many of us, that happens through work. That's how we contribute and feel needed. But that also means that issues like disengagement at work, unemployment, low labor force participation, these aren't just economic problems, they're existential ones, too. Without something worthwhile to do, people flounder. Of course, you don't have to find purpose at work, but purpose gives you something to live for, some why that drives you forward. The third pillar of meaning is also about stepping beyond yourself, but in a completely different way. Transcendence. Transcendent states are those rare moments when you're lifted above the hustle and bustle of daily life, your sense of self fades away, and you feel connected to a higher reality. For one person I talked to, transcendence came from seeing art. For another person, it was at church. For me, I'm a writer, and it happens through writing. Sometimes I get so in the zone that I lose all sense of time and place. And these transcendent experiences can change you. One study had students look up at 200-feet-tall eucalyptus trees for one minute. But afterwards, they felt less self-centered and they even behaved more generously when given the chance to help someone. Belonging, purpose, transcendence. Now, the fourth pillar of meaning, I found, tends to surprise people. The fourth pillar is storytelling, the story you tell yourself about yourself. Creating a narrative from the events of your life brings clarity. It helps you understand how you, became you. But we don't always realize that we're the authors of our stories and can change the way we're telling them. Your life isn't just a list of events. You can edit, interpret and retell your story, even as you're constrained by the facts. I met a young man named Emeka, who'd been paralyzed playing football. After his injury, Emeka told himself, my life was great playing football, but now look at me. People who tell stories like this, my life was good, now it's bad, they tend to be more anxious and depressed. And that was Emeka, for a while. But with time, he started to weave a different story. His new story was, before my injury, my life was purposeless. I partied a lot and was a pretty selfish guy. But my injury made me realize I could be a better man. That edit to his story changed Emeka's life. After telling the new story to himself, Emeka started mentoring kids, and he discovered what his purpose was, serving others. The psychologist Dan McAdams calls this a redemptive story, where the bad is redeemed by the good. People leading meaningful lives, he's found, they tend to tell stories about their lives defined by redemption, growth and love. But what makes people change their stories? Some people get help from a therapist, but you can do it on your own, too, just by reflecting on your life thoughtfully. How your defining experiences shaped you, what you lost, what you gained. That's what Emeka did. You won't change your story overnight. It could take years and be painful. After all, we've all suffered and we all struggle. But embracing those painful memories can lead to new insights and wisdom, to finding that good that sustains you. Belonging, purpose, transcendence, storytelling. Those are the four pillars of meaning. Happiness comes and goes. But when life is really good and when things are really bad, having meaning gives you something to hold on to.
1: Much thanks to Emily for sharing her four pillars to living a more meaningful life. You can connect with her by visiting her website, Emily Smith.com. And check out her latest book titled The Power of Meaning Finding Fulfillment in a World Obsessed with Happiness. And if you like today's clip, there will be a link in the show description below. All right, that's a wrap for me. When you get a chance, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Or you could just share it with a friend. And I will see you wednesday when we have a new feature speaker making her debut in the show to talk about a pretty cool way to radically transform your life so until then stay strong later